Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hello, friends. So glad to have you back for another week of Moving Forward, What Matters Most. Okay, I've got yet another dorky story to share with you, a little insight to the daily life with Elise. Lately, I've been doing this thing where I challenge myself to get stuff done while I'm warming my lunch up in the microwave. So it takes about two minutes to reheat most things for me. So I I'm a big fan of eating leftovers. I love making dinners big enough that I can have leftovers for lunch the next day because I like things to be easy. (laughs) So I started challenging myself to see if I could empty the dishwasher in the two minutes it took for my food to get heated up. After a while, if the dishwasher was empty when I was, you know, heating up my food, like I've already been emptied, then I'm like, well, then I'll load the dishwasher. If there are any dishes in the sink, I'll toss those in in those two minutes or I'll Wipe down a cabinet front where I'm noticing some, you know, splatter from cooking dinner the night before, or I'll wipe off the stove or do a quick sweep of the kitchen floor. It's kind of like this magic microwave time where amazing things happen that make my kitchen a little bit better. So this has been going on as a concerted effort. I was going to say for the past few months, but I'm really bad with time. So it could have been the past year. I don't know. And this is just how I'm wired. I am not one to stand around when there's stuff that can be done that's right in front of me. And this probably drives my wife crazy because she is totally okay with standing around. So she's just standing around while say she's heating up something in the microwave. I'm kind of like, Hey, can you put those dishes away real quick? Poor Kim. I, I don't envy her at all living with me sometimes. So over the holidays, we were at Kim's aunt's house and I was sitting in their family room with some of her cousins chatting, having this great time. And another cousin came through to do a quick vacuum of the family room. She was wanting to you know, help her mom out and, and felt like if she could just do a little bit here and there, they won't have so much to do later. And of course, there was just too much going on that she changed her mind about doing the vacuuming. But what it did was that it prompted a discussion between all of us about those kind of quick tasks that you kind of just do to keep things from getting too bad throughout the day, throughout the week, uh, or throughout a a weekend of of hosting people. You know, all those quick tasks and chores. And I shared with them about this magic microwave time that I have. And one of my, our cousin's husband chimed in and was like, yeah, we do that all the time, just like you taught us. If it can be done in two minutes or less, then do it. Now, the rule that he's referring to is one that I teach in my GIST program. GIST stands for Get Your Shit Together. And it is a group coaching program where I help people build what I call a bonus brain. And it's essentially a dashboard for their life and their work so that they can make more intentional choices about how they're spending their time and their energy. And they can quit trying to hold stuff in their head all the time, which is what leads to so much overwhelm for people. Anyway, what the two minutes or less rule is intended to be about is that if as you are processing a bunch of stuff, like say, 
going through and cleaning out your email inbox, or maybe you have a stack of papers that you want to work through. It's just stuff that's accumulated over, you know, throughout the week or something, or even throughout the month, or maybe you have a place where you're jotting stuff down all the time that you don't want to forget. And you're trying to prioritize and organize those things to determine what needs to happen next. So when you're doing that, what I call processing, when you're doing that processing, if something is going to take two minutes or less, you just do it because it usually takes longer to put something into a system than it does just to do the damn thing. And in the GIST program, we build a bonus brain where you're able to gather anything that's on your mind and anything that isn't done, determine what needs to happen. And so that when you're doing that, you're not letting anything slip through the cracks anymore. So in the process that I teach in the program, in the, in the group coaching program, you also do this with your emails, for example. So when you have a moment to intentionally process your emails, you sit down, go one by one and determine what needs to happen with each email. And if something needs to happen, this two minutes or less, you're just going to do it. Now, the simple rule can get tricky because what people can think about doing is that they are applying the two minutes, two minutes or less rule as things are coming in, as things are coming into their consciousness, because it's an idea or a thought or an oops, I forgot, or as an email comes in, as a text comes in, as a phone call comes in, as a got a minute comes in, uh, whatever it might be. So let me, let me paint a picture. Picture this, you are working at your desk and you have your email open because you want to keep an eye on things. So if your email open while you're working on a really important project that has to get done in the next 90 minutes, like critical deadline that is happening. And it could be personal. It could be professional. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's critical. You've decided it's the most important thing you could be working on at that time needs to be wrapped up in 90 minutes. And in that 90 minutes, you pretty much need all of it to get this thing done. But this email comes in, but the email's quick. It's a quick ask from from somebody. It's only going to take two minutes. It's something that they need by the end of the day. So you think, well, gosh, I don't want that hanging over my head. I better just get it done. It's only going to take two minutes and they need it by the end of the day. So even though this deadline that I have is noon and I have some time later to get this two minutes or less thing done, I'm just going to do it now. So you do the thing and then try to get back on track to what it is you're working on this very critical, intensive, time sensitive thing that you're working on. 10 minutes go by, you're making progress on this thing. And you get another email that comes in and it's again, just a quick ask. It's going to take two minutes or less to do, and they don't need it till the end of the week, but you don't want to forget about it because it's going to get lost in the hundreds or thousands of other emails in your inbox. So you're just going to go ahead and do it. You get that done. So you're feeling like you're being really productive, quote unquote, you're getting a lot of stuff, quote unquote, done today, aren't you? You can hear the sarcasm, right? Anyway. It takes a few minutes to find where you were again, and this thing that you're working on, you're now 30 minutes into this 90 minutes of time that you need, and you're feeling pushed, and you're feeling the pressure now. And it's not that those other things didn't need to get done, but they certainly didn't need to get done right now. And you're finally back in the flow again, but guess what? A text comes in. And oh my gosh, y'all, I tell you, texts are my weak link in my system. (laughs) So a text is very easy for me to lose track of. I have a a way to handle them and I'll tell you about those another time, but I am feeling you on this one. (laughs) So this text comes in, it's a quick request. Again, it's only going to take you a couple minutes to just get this file that they're asking and send it over to them. You know, they don't need it until tomorrow. They, They told you that, but if you could quote unquote, send it as soon as you can, that would be great. And so you're thinking like, oh, okay, I'll just go ahead and do that. 
And so you get that thing done and you're feeling good because you took care of that thing for somebody and you get back to the project again and try to get refocused. And now you're 60 minutes into your block of 90 minutes and you've got 30 minutes left and you're not as far along as you want to be. And now the anxiety is really kicking in and, 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 and you get it, right? This is how you can nickel and dime your time away two minutes at a time, because it's not just the two minutes for the task that you're taking. It's the time that it takes you to read the email, then go do the task, which that's only two minutes, and then get back into what it was you were working on before. What you're doing when you're doing this, when you leave one thing and give your attention to another thing and come back, that's called context switching. And studies show that it can take 15 minutes of uninterrupted work on a certain task to reach a flow state. So just to get into a flow state at all takes 15 minutes. And that's really important, especially for deep and focused work. And that can be work work, that can be work for your business, that can be work at home. It doesn't matter where your attention is needed, but your attention is truly needed. It takes about 15 minutes to get into that state of flow. So, okay, maybe that's acceptable, right? It's gonna take some time to get in the flow, but if you finally get there, Now, here's the scary thing. When you switch from one context to the next, you might think you're multitasking, but you're not. You're going from one context to the next because you can't multitask. Nobody can. Nobody can do more than one thing at a time. And so when you do that, it takes 25 minutes or it can take, I should say, it can take more than 25 minutes to resume a task after being interrupted. That's just to get back into it again not necessarily to get into a flow state. Now, a productivity wonk is going to notice that I, I try to say context switching every time, but I could have said task switching. So let me let me distinguish the two. They're technically not the same thing. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're basically, you know, shifting your attention away from something and having to get back into something again. But when it comes to task switching, you're shifting your attention from one task to another. And that's prompted by interruptions in your workflow. While context switching is when you jump between various unrelated tasks. And that's what I was illustrating earlier. So let's take an example. You could be in the context of doing your taxes. There are a bunch of different tasks that you'll have to switch to, to reach your goal, but they're all related to the context of taxes. You'd be task switching at that point. Context switching would be working on your taxes and also answering every email that comes in as they come in, and they have nothing to do with getting your taxes done. The thing is, both of these can get in the way of your productivity, but context switching is a killer. So, what the hell does all of this have to do with the two minutes or less rule? If you think of the two minutes or less rule as a rule that you have in place all the time, you'll constantly be task or context switching. And that's now how the rule is intended to be used. And I'm not saying I created the two minutes or less rule. I definitely have refined how I use it and how I teach it. But this rule has already been in existence. I was inspired to really learn this rule through David Allen's work and his book, Getting Things Done. So even in there, he's not intending for it to be used all the time, right? The two minutes or less rule is helpful when you are processing your gathering spots. Your gathering spots are the places where you hold things at bay until you can give them time and consideration. So this might mean that you have a dedicated time to process your email inbox. You might have an in tray on your desk to hold all the random physical things that accumulate in your life and in your work. 
You might have an app where you're tossing things in there that you don't want to forget. The key is to be intentional about processing these gathering spots to empty so that everything is known and is either done or scheduled to be done. And it's during these intentional processing times that the two minutes or less rule applies. I'm going to say that again, just for emphasis. It is during these intentional processing times that the two minutes or less rule applies. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with checking your email frequently and addressing these little issues here and there. Only you know what the right frequency is based on your life, your family, your business, and your work. And if things like emails, task requests, all these kinds of interruptions are getting in your way, it's going to be really important for you to make time to get everything in front of you and prioritize them on a regular basis. So I'll be actually hosting a live five-day challenge to help you with that very thing in February. So head on over to daretoprioritize.com to join the waiting list so you can get more information on the challenge when it's time to sign up. All right. So what do you do to make sure that you're not nickel and diming your time away with these two minutes or less tasks? First of all, when you notice that you're doing it, when you notice that you're leaving something that you decided was really important to be working on to work on something else as it comes in, accept that you're doing it. Just notice that it's happening. Notice when you're doing it and you do not have to feel bad about it. You don't get to judge yourself. You don't feel ashamed. You're just noticing like, oh, that's interesting. I just left this thing that I said was very important to do this other thing. The next thing you're going to do is stop. Like even if you've already responded on this two minutes or less task, even if you started working on this two minutes or less thing, just stop, like make yourself take the hands off the keyboard, make yourself stop whatever movement you're doing, whatever it might be, whatever it is, just stop. And then finally ask yourself, is this the most important thing I could be doing right now? And if it is get back to that two minutes or less task and finish it, because sometimes there are going to be urgent requests that you need to address. But if, if it is not the most important thing you could be doing right now, stop doing the two minutes or less task, get back to it another time and get back to what you said was your most important thing. And then you can get to the two minutes or less task when you're doing some intentional processing. Okay. There is so much more I could go into in all of this. There were so many branches to this tree that I wanted to take you out on, but I will save that for future episodes. I do want to know though, what was your takeaway from this episode? And you can help me understand that by answering the question of the week. Tell me, what are you going to do to minimize your context switching starting this week? Tell me all about it over on Instagram at productivity breakthrough. I want to hear all about it. And would you do me a huge favor? If you think this podcast is worth five stars, I would so appreciate it. If you would go into the Apple podcast app and give me that five star rating and write a review. Doing this helps me reach more people like you who care about moving forward what matters most in their lives. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.